and welcome to Racing Only Better ahead of the international meeting at Cheltenham. We've got a load of races from Cheltenham on Friday and Saturday to look at. A race from Bangor, believe it or not, and Doncaster too. Plenty to get stuck into and I'm joined by a full team of boys. Tony Calvin, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good uh, Good Friday card and hope Saturday's good as well. So hopefully we get the go ahead everywhere. Yeah, fingers crossed, because the international itself, the international hurdle is a belter, but obviously, weather permitting, deep frost here, Dan, is it cold up north as well? Oh, you know it, yeah. I've still shorts and t-shirts weather, but uh, for you southerners, I'm sure it would be absolutely Baltic. <laughs> Where's your you northerners didn't wear shirts in any weather. <laughs> <laughs> Just a string vest, I've got a string vest on. A nice you know, with all your natural insulation. Yeah. A, <laughs> a casual wife beater for Dan. Would look really how are you? How are you, Kev? Yeah, grand sure, sure. Jack Frost and Frosty the Snowman going buck eight all over the place now. <laughs> um, so it's it's cold enough here now in Tipperary too. But uh, hopefully we'll get some racing. Uh, there's some positive noises coming from some tracks. So hopefully we'll have some uh, entertainment for the weekend. Yeah, loads of people are at Cheltenham today for various reasons, specifically the sale that's taking place tomorrow after racing. And I've heard very positive vibes about it being on. So I'm trying to stay positive at this point. Uh, let's kick straight off with the 150 TC. We'll come to you first tomorrow. And I should just point out, we've got a couple of offers with on both Friday and Saturday with Betfair on the Sportsbook. You get £2 free bet on UK racing multiples. That's tomorrow, £2 free bet on UK racing multiples. And on Saturday, which we'll get to in due course, it's their usual bet 10, get 10 on UK racing multiples. Have a £10 bet on multiples and get a free £10 bet. And that's on the Sportsbook. And on the exchange, this is the good offer. Money back all losers as a free bet on the international hurdle at Cheltenham, the 225, which we will obviously be previewing in due course. Those are the offers. The 150 on Friday, Tony. Hawthorne Cottage at the top of the market for Amy Murphy, three to one currently. Marta DeMott's next best at 100 to 30 for Tom Simmons. Two horses, very different profiles. Quite hopeful that Hawthorne Cottage has done it. It's been an excellent stalwart for connections. I hope she could go in again here. Yeah. Um... Obviously, those two have got very good claims. I think Marta de Mott's quite well handicapped, but the problem with that one is uh, I was looking to get River, but the, the price was a bit short, and there's nothing in her profile that suggests the step up to um, extended two mile four is going to suit. So um, I, I backed Dam de Soir. I've actually had a very good bet on it, actually. Um, I right. backed it 20s in a few places, and, a, and it's 16s on the exchange at the moment. And I feel think that's a very good price. Um, I can see her shortening a bit further, actually. And um, I think just think she's just spectacularly well handicapped. Now, she's £20 below her last winning hurdles, Mark. Uh, she's £19 lower than when six in this race last year. I know she was beating a long way, but, you know, with that Vienna court and the like, this is a far, far better. Uh, that was a far, far better race than this. Um, and she's run actually well on, on two starts this season. She's come down £4 for them. On both occasions, she's run over two miles and on both occasions uh, she's run respectably behind next time out winners so she's come down to a mark of 100 uh with Lily Pinch and taken up another three pounds um you know if there is a slight doubt about the stamina but she has been tried over extended three mile one before but yeah I think Dan De Soir is is just ridiculously well handicapped and um being a much much easier renewal than last year of a 19 pound lower mark uh, yeah, I'm very confident of a big run for Dan Dessois. Currently, 14s on the sportsbook, I think, and 16s on the exchange, which are, uh, I think are very, very fair. Okay, Tony tipping up what looks like a very well handicapped horse. Uh, Kev, do you have a strong view in this? Um, I was with Electric Annie um, for Harry Cobden. Um, recent, relatively recent trainer swap, um, first run. For Robert Walford uh, and ran quite well in the chasing debut at Kempton, you know, comes from a point-to-point -point background and had progressed quite well over hurdles last season. Um, Harry Cobden actually sat on her three times and won on her twice. Um, so he's very familiar. He gets back on after um, Brian Carver took the ride last time. And I thought just thought there was enough in that chasing debut. You know, she was beaten a long enough way in second, but um, shape like probably needed the run. Her jumping will hopefully sharpen up a little bit. She just missed one or two there. And uh, look off a handy weight. 
I think there's the potential for more progress to come. I'm hoping um, fences are what brings her along and um, it might not be a bad day to side with her. Okay, moving on to the 225 at Cheltenham. This is the handicap chase over the three miles, two furlongs. Dan Commodore is at the top of the market for Charlie Deutsch, Venetia Williams. I think we can write, put a line through his national run, but he's got good picks of form. Oh, sorry, someone's calling me. Very rare. Um, he's got good picks <laughs> of form <laughs> elsewhere. Um, Cap- and he's three to one at the top of the market. Obviously, seasonal reappearance for him. Captain Catterstock, next best. Fergal O'Brien, five to one. Eva's Oscar, 11 to two. Nice and competitive handicap chase this. Where did you land, Dan? It is. I was at the track last year when Commodore won this race and he was absolutely blistering. He just set off. He was quite weak in the market, but just set off in front, absolutely pinged every fence and never came back. It was the day Santini was running, I think first time for Polly Gundry, wasn't it? Off the top of my head. And he, he tried to go with Commodore from memory and was, and was left behind. And you guess that he'll be tuned up to try and win it again, nine pound higher, but he is nearly 11 now. And he's not been a horse who's, been at all consistent throughout his career. I thought the bet in this race was under supervision. I was sweetening when he was entered at the last Cheltenham meeting. Um, two pieces of form in particular. I think the Grimthorpe, when they rode him more patiently, is a good piece of form. And he's not much higher in the weights now. But more so, it's what he did first time out last season at Cheltenham. He ran in that small field novice, remember, behind Does He Know? And it was still nip and tuck when... He went the way of Oscar Delta and decided to try and run through the through the rail and sort of spoiled any chance that he had. But on a line, I don't really like on a line through, but on a line through, does he know? He's got the beating of Eva's Oscar um, and he's got the beating as well, of potentially of Captain Catterstock, even though Captain Catterstock won the race he ran in on his final out. And I think Twister will have him ready. Looks like this has been handpicked after he was taken out the other week. And I think he's got more potential than these. Okay, under supervision to kick off what could be a good weekend for the Twiston Davises. For Dan, what about you, TC? Um, not going to have a bit in the race. Um, okay. Giving up on spirit of the games. And I did think, for all, he is nine pound uh, higher than last year, as Dan said. I think Commodore does go brilliantly well and fresh. And um, Were it not for the fact there's two other four goers in here, I probably might side with him at fours, but... Uh, especially given the way Venetia's, you know, she had three handicap chases win on Saturday. They mm. all absolutely gagged her. And it was, uh, not just win, they just won with their head in their chest, didn't they? So um, she, her horses are really rolling now. But yeah, there was enough doubts uh, and strength in depth to maybe put me off of backing that one at fours. But the most likely winner, but not a bet for me, Commodore. Okay, no bet race for TC. Uh, Kevin, where, where did you land here? Um, I'm taking a complete swing on the potential yeah. stamina uh, of Nassalam. Um, I, I think he's interesting. He's only a babby compared to most things. He's literally half the age of a few of them. Um, he's only five, um, but he's, he's experienced for a five-year-old over fences. We, we know him from a juvenile hurdler as well. I, I just like the way he shaped the Cheltenham last time over two and a half. Like loads went wrong now. Like he kind of got shuffled back. He um, he got hampered at one point, and like he finished off the race still quite well. You know, only beating eleven and a half lengths, and like it would be far from unusual for you know a useful juvenile herder to prove that they won three mile plus in the fullness of time. And he he's definitely worth a go. Um, he's definitely better going left handed as well. And I just wouldn't be surprised. If there's a if there's improvement in him off his mark, and it might just be the trip that brings it about. So uh, Gary Moore look, continues in good in, in quite good form too. So um, for Gary and Jamie Moore, I'll go with Nassalam. I know it was hurdles, but they sort of reinvented Botox. Has as more of a stay than I ever thought it was. So mm. maybe maybe that's a clue. Nassalam at six to one. Um, three o'clock is the handicap hurdle. 0 to 140, one, uh, two miles, one furlong here. And Mullenberg is at the top of the market for Milton Harris at 11 to 4, looking to notch up a fourth win on the bounce. Carries a £7 penalty for the win at Ludlow uh, just a few days ago. And then the second best in the market is punctuation for Paddy Brennan and Fergal O'Brien, another horse looking to rack up a fourth win on the bounce. So you've got two horses coming in here that couldn't really be in better form. Admittedly, a couple of punctuations wins were last season, but still. Um, both these horses, they can't both win, Dan. 
So <laughs> who, <laughs> who is going to drop their current run of good form? I just think it's a really, really good race. You know, I think four or five of these are potentially well handicapped. And I think I'd even bring Le Patron into that, who's time form top rated on his French form. First start for Gary and Jamie Moore. Obviously have some doubts whether they'll translate it. He's one who could win, but has some blowout potential. I wonder if even Mullenbeg does on a stiff track when I think she's best. I know she won here in bumpers, but she's basically a speed horse. I mean, she could just win. But the, what my angle into race is take the potential handicap blots out of it, back something each way that's solid. And I thought too friendly at eight to one fit the bill for that. Too I don't friendly. Even have to expand. I just think too it, I just friendly. Think I this is a horse who I really was hopeful of more from last season, and he just didn't quite deliver what I thought he'd deliver. And I'm not sure why, but. He's kind of disappointed me a few times. I, I'm just hoping, V, that he's been one of the more patient projects this season for Skelton. His first run wasn't as good as his second, and that second to Hon Public, I don't think Hon Public let that form down when he was placed at Sandown at the weekend and play him late, pick up the pieces. If he's good enough to win, great, but I'd be hopeful to be in the frame. Okay, two friendly at eight to one as an each way shout then for Dan. TC, I'm going to go, I'm going to back that up with two friendly and going again. Uh, TC, how about you? Uh, I backed Oakley, uh, still around about 14s on the exchange. Uh, I think win only is the way to go in this race uh, with this horse anyway. Just very simple case for him. Uh, ran a good return at Weatherby, uh, dropped a little bit in the weights on the back of that. Trained by Richard Bandy, who's having a really good season again. Um, 26% strike rate, 10 winners. Um, and obviously, he's he's got a horse here. Actually, uh, Oakley actually finished a next second in this race when trained by Philip Hobbs three years ago uh, on a slightly lower mark now. Um, yeah, I, I just thought Oakley was 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 pretty solid. It might, you know, might lack a sexy appeal of some of the some of the recent uh, winners and improvers, but no, I thought Oakley at 14, 12 and 14 to one was, um, was a decent win only bet in this. Currently 10 to one on the sports book though, Tony. Yeah. It's like it's currently 14 on the exchange. I'm looking at now. Yeah. Okay. Kevin, um, are you going with, as TC's points out on the sexier horses or something that might be well handicapped for on a bit of pass form? Oh, I'm 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 with the horse named after TC. Uh, too friendly, just too um, just too just too friendly for his own good at times. That Calvin, <laughs> more like more like two friends. Whatever <laughs> you look through, I'm thinking who else could it be? Absolutely none of them are funny. Lively citizen, though. Uh, yeah, no, I, that, that too friendly for me. Um, I'll join yourself and Dan. Um, yeah, look, I, I liked him as a juvenile. He just looked like a bit of an idiot. Um, plenty of fire in him. Uh, yeah. He's bred. He's bred on a. He's bred on a Montju Stormcat cross, peed by Camelot out of a one cool cat mare, um, and there's there's plenty of that fire in him. But I think they've set out this season to go all right. Let's do the right thing here. Let's try and get this horse doing things properly, and, and they've dropped him in twice, and um, and he's run quite well and settled quite well. And I'd say it, his time to strike might be coming quite close, and this might be it. Um, Harry Skelton back on board and um, the faster they go the better it wasn't a race riddled with pace but I think there's enough there that they'll go at least average and um, that would hopefully be enough to help him relax and uh, come through and make a bold bid late too friendly oh, few few votes for too friendly fingers crossed this might just be his day on to the 335 the city post handicap hurdle over the three miles, last race for us to preview on the Friday at Cheltenham. So don't forget, Sportsbook offered £2 free bet on UK racing multiples on Friday. So do get involved in that. And in this 3.35, Dusar up at the top of the market, 13-8, to 8, making his seasonal reappearance for Nicky Henderson, Nico de Boinville in the saddle. Top weighted off a, off a high rating of 150. What can he do in a handicap now, Dan? Is this, is, can, he, can he win this off top weight? He can definitely win it. Um, I mean, possibly not the platform, but he's just an interest. I mean, the, the fact they run him over hurdles is really intriguing. It, it implies a couple of things. Either they stick into him and they fancy stay as hurdle, or they fancy Grand National, maybe. Maybe TC can put a bit more flesh on that. But, I mean, he ran to high ratings in two runs as a novice. Remember, he was only second run as a novice. He was thrusting at Aintree. He ran to about 140 there over two miles. I mean, he's got an awful lot of ability. He beat Sounds Russian on his final outing last season. 
wind up since last scene. As far as the, the doubt, of course, is is he going to need the run? And he's obviously a short price. I'd possibly just favor at the pl- prices flight deck, but the because he's he got his career back on track behind a progressive horse of Sandy Thompson's with the pair clear at, at Carlisle last time. I thought he was quite thin this race in terms of solid options. He looked one of few. But yeah, I'm, I'm half expecting I'm going to finish second to to do start here. I just think there's a potential for him to be different gravy to them. TC, are you going to say that you concur with those thoughts? Yeah, well, I'd start off, I agree with Dan. I think I backed Flight Deck. He opened up at uh, 11s and 12s in the marketplace. He's a bit shorter now, but even around about the 8, 9 to 1 mark, I thought he was very solid. He, he went off 5 to 1 and ran no kind of race in that. We mastered entry hurdle that's worked out really, really well uh, from flat and jump, uh, flat, uh, sorry, chase and hurdlers coming out of that race. Uh, he put that run behind with Carlisle, two pound well in on that. So it's officially the best handicap horse in here. And yeah, I thought there was still some mileage around about eight, nine to one. As for Dussart, I spoke to Nico de Boinville um, this morning. Uh, yeah, sorry, on yeah, on, on Wednesday morning about this. Um, he wasn't giving that much away because uh, this horse has, obviously he's, he's very well handicapped on the hurdle mark. He's five pound lower than his chase mark. And uh, I, and he was in actually in the many clouds at the five day stage. So I'm, oh, not sure what's going on. I'm not sure what's going on with this horse, but I do know he's had a wind up. I do know he's had back surgery since we last saw him. And I'm just, and they were talking about the cold gold cup as well for him. So I wonder whether he's had a few problems and they're easing him back in gently in a handicap hurdle here. And they won't be too disappointed if he got chin, but um, he's, he's the horse to, as the betting suggests, he's the horse who could blow the race apart. But I'm not sure if he's going to be cherry ripe. I, I couldn't get a handle on what Nico was, what Nico was saying. And so you see, if my direct questioning think, didn't bear fruit, what if he wins this off 150? Well, a bit like Sporting John, he might have to run to 160. Surely he's right in Stayers Hurdle mix if yeah, that happens. Very possibly they're looking at. I mean, because you look at that Stayers Hurdle, you've got the second favourite, Blazing Carl, is not going to be out until the new year. Mm. It's it's a really, really a race that's you know crying out for a for a horse. But all the talk, all the talk all, all autumn was chasing, 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 and now he's in a handicap hurdle. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Intriguing. Time will tell. I guess we'll know more after the weekend. But the Dusart intrigue is high. Two votes for flight risk. Currently fifteen to two on the sports book. And Kevin, over to you for a last view on this Cheltenham race. Yeah, I was taking a chance on Chantilly Express at a at a much bigger price. Um, takes a small bit of imagination, but the, the gist of it is that like he, he's quite unexposed over hurdles, staying trips. Like he's only really gone beyond two and a half miles three times. Uh, one of those he bolted up at Stratford, and the other he finished a good second at Worcester. Um, like they they've tried chasing with him and uh, in two different time periods, and he's kind of filled his trousers both times. Um, and his last three runs over fences Such have been a bad no, saying. <laughs> well, it's, it's true, but he's, huh? he's been no good. He's been no good, basically. Um, badly beaten Fav last time, and look, they've reverted to hurdling here. And um, it, I don't think he's badly handicapped. He's off the same mark that he was second off um, on the last occasion mentioned there. That was back in June, and there's half a chance he might just get a solo in front. Um, Anim, annual Invictus might potentially take him on, but he's not a he's not the world's most reliable soldier. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Shantou Express can get up in the front end um, in relatively good shape and he stays really well. And I just wouldn't be surprised if he's boxing in away there as they come into the last round and um, hopefully he can hang in there. Kevin Blake, you're throwing out all the sort of sayings at the moment on this show. Ah, Blakeisms, the people love them, Vanessa. You have to give them what they love. I wonder <laughs> how our Christmas Betfair dictionary is coming along. I haven't heard late. <laughs> they're in the middle of volume two at the minute. <laughs> Define in, old enough to smoke in the dictionary. <laughs> build his trousers when sent chasing. Right. right. Uh, one race from Bangor to look at on Friday is the 130, the three mile handicap chase only the bold is the six to four favorite for david pipe having just his second run for the pipe team and one on his debut for them at Bangor. um fuji flight next best 11 to four venetia williams again dan barber yeah. over to you here yeah only the bold was 
was really good first time for Pipey. He'd sort of lost his way a bit for Evan. Um, won by half the track. It is, he is out a couple, only a couple of weeks on, 13 days on after a big run, though. For me, just a very interesting horse here, and it's Boldmere, who was a very promising novice chaser for Caroline Bailey. Would have won a Towton at Weatherby, but for crashing out of the last. If the wheels didn't come off, a few screws were loose anyway, and they were wobbling a bit. But <laughs> the, the handicapper has obviously shown generosity because the horse wasn't firing fully and wasn't seeing his races out. But he makes his return this season off 1-2-8, having made his return in 2021 off 145 and he's joined a very good stable and the last I mean Caroline Bailey used to do a good job didn't she but the last horse of hers that I remember reappearing for somebody else was Lord Sparky who joined Stuart Edmonds when I was and he ran at Huntingdon when I was there the other week and he won by 19 lengths in an admittedly an absolutely shocking race but I thought Balmy was extremely interesting I like the fact he's still only nine as well if he was 11 you'd be like oh maybe not but Bull mare train just down the road from me, Dan. Literally, all right. Stones throw away. I can. See well, don't throw hand. any stones. We don't want any harm before the race. Yeah. <laughs> don't go. Don't go down and see him, Vanessa. You can pass on your lurgy. No, I won't. I won't. That's all good advice, guys. Uh, TC, do you have a strong view at Banger? Uh, I was looking to back Boldmere. The first firm up made him ten to one. What? That's the only firm I don't have any access through through anybody. But we won't mention them. But yeah, I thought Boldmere was really interesting. Sixes across the board. Now that could still be very fair for all the reasons Dan said. And what I would say, if you're looking for a further positive, uh, Alex Howes has finished uh, his last 12 runners. Eight of them have finished first or second. So wow. the same was in really good form. What's that, Dan? It says last 12 runners, eight have finished in the first two. <laughs> nice. Great minds. Yeah. That's like, it's cute. <laughs> So apologies if you said that and I'm nicking your line. Sorry. No, no, I didn't. Good to see you doing your homework there. But yeah, I, like I say, Boldmere, look, it's the kind of horse that you could, in this kind of race, you could see him going on freeze, couldn't you? But it also, all the matter, the, it all depends on the uh, the state of readiness. But yeah, uh, stable form, mark of 128, the back form, what's not to like. So two votes for Boldmere at six to one. I'm not going to go do any throwing stones at the gallops. And... Kevin, are you going to make it the travel up here? No, no, but I don't have a big, not a big enough view to, to worry anyone now. I, I was favouring Fuji Flight. Um, look, you have to be forgiving that that run at Banger last time was pretty disappointing. Um, I suppose, especially in the context that like his record when fresh is actually all right. Um, but we're always happy to forgive one. Um, and his, you know, the, the the body of work that he put together last season would suggest that he can still do some damage, hopefully, off this mark. So I was favouring him in in one of the what I, you know, considered one of the, the less inspiring races that we're covering today. Less inspiring at Bangor. What on earth are you on about? Get My it. final Sky Sports racing shift on track was at Bangor. Was that before you got the sack, Dan? Before, I, before I, I chose to move on to better myself. If you think if you think the banger race is bad, wait till we get on to the last two of Donny. Uh, it's Come like on. transferring. It's like transferring from Man City to looking for a Tramier Rovers. When we do those two races, a Tramier Rovers any good anymore? No, I don't know. No, no idea. Don't think so. City, Let's not go down this route. <laughs> we, we won't go down this route. Let's move on to Saturday at Cheltenham. As we've said the whole way along, hopefully Jack Frost will not be making an appearance. We'll kick off with the 150, which is the December Gold Cup over the two miles, four and a half furlongs. And Il Rodoto is currently top of the market at four to one. Stolen Silver next best at sixes. Warlord in there, Brendan Powell, six to one. Fantastic Lady, eight. I'm not going to read them out because my voice keeps going. So, Tony, we'll let you start with these races. <laughs> Yeah, so point out that Sportsbook are offering four places. You never know. Uh -huh. We might get five as the uh, as the event nears. Um, I did this earlier in the week. I stuck up Ferrero Bombu at 14s, now sevens. Obviously, I'm quite happy with that uh, that position. Well, if he runs anyway, because you do your money if he doesn't run and it, back in the Manly Post. But I looked at this race and I just thought all the ones that ran in the Paddy Power you could make a case for. So I wanted a different form line to go to war with. Uh, and I should point out, we did lose Midnight River, surprisingly, at the overnight stage. He was the anti-post favourite at 4-1, so at least we're gonna, not going to get another Dan Skelton magic weekend scenario. Um, yeah, I just thought I was looking for a different form angle to the to the Cheltenham form, and I thought Ferrero Brombu 
brought that to the table because it's his first run over over the trip and any number of runs from this horse um, uh, suggests he's well worth a step up in trip. Most obviously he's third in the Grand Daniel off this mark when he came from a miles back. His uh, two runs this season have been pretty tame, uh, but they're both over two mile one at Ascot, um, where you actually made the running last time. I think you'll get a far more measured ride from 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 off the pace from Charlie Deutsch here. And I'm I'm just hoping the step up in trip will suit, man. The furthest he's been before, he, he won over an extended two mile one in France in deep ground uh, as a four-year-old. So that'll give you hope uh, that the trip will suit, as does his, his run style over uh, over two miles. I mean, this is a horse who really stays on. You know, he, he won that Lingfield race over two miles in heavy and all he did was grind it out there. So, yeah, I'm quite, I'm, I'm reasonably happy there. Um, might prefer softer ground, but as I pointed out in my anti-post climb of the week, some jockeys you speak to, when those frost covers have been down, up and down, and they pull them up for maybe the second time in 48 hours, then sometimes the ground can ride pretty dead and pretty pretty soft rather than quick. So that would be in his favour. But yeah, I thought Frero Bombu and a fantastic lady. Nico was quite keen on, on her. She's officially £2 well in because the horse she beat at uh, Market Racing last time, Zambella, went out and dotted up at Carlisle. And again, that brings a different... <coughs> form uh to the table as well but no Ferrero Bombu I would probably wouldn't press up at the current price but that's what I played anti-post at 14s okay another positive nod for a Venetia Williams inmate from TC Dan uh how are you playing this race yeah I'll declare that interest too um oh. I won't mention the name of the show the other thing I was doing the other day I was quite keen and I mentioned TC after reading Mentioned CC after reading his piece on the group, didn't know that yeah. I thought Ferro was very interesting. But the more I look, I'm just going to have to quickly draft in Kev for his new catchphrase, please, because I'm going to... Come on. Come on. Take, take it. Come on, Kev. Take Kev. it to the max. Yeah. Come on, the max. <laughs> you know, I, I honestly did not think I'd be doing that for obvious reasons. But Come on, no, the, max. the more you dig into this horse, you think, <laughs> I think he's mailed on to run really well. Um he came seventh in the Paddy Power, but his previous two tries in the Paddy Power, both on the old course, he was sixth, sixth, and seventh. His record on the new course, including a Cheltenham Festival win and the Time Farm Novice Handicap, is 1 1, 2 2. He was second, 10 lengths clear of the third in a race on New Year's Day last season, behind that improving Vienna court, who'd won the time before. Yeah, I know we got the Maxi factor, but. Down to 149 now, so four pound lower in the weights. And I think basically, if he runs similar to how he did on the old course on his return, a track that clearly suits him a bit better, I think he's going to be bang there again. And yeah, Kev, I think we may be oh, taking yes. it. I think we may be <laughs> taking it. And Dan's holding my line because I was going to throw to Kev with, and surely, Kev, you're taking it to the max in this race. Well, I am taking it to the max. Yes. Look, it, 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 we, we've seen it like a bunch of times. We talk, we've been talking about it for weeks. You know, the, the aggression with which the handicapper is dropping some of these handicap chasers. And like he, he's dropped eight pounds for three runs. And like, and like they were all good runs, like, you know, particularly one, you know, second in a, in a competitive handicap, albeit beaten 11 lengths. And he's just dropping them at a rate of knots and um, you know, loves the place. Dan made the case. <clears throat> And I think the price is probably right. Now, look, I, I was throwing him up a little bit with, with Soul Pretender. I didn't have a huge amount between those. Um, I, in his first handicap chase, he's definitely worth a look. Um, and he's ridden by, by Michael O'Sullivan, who we've mentioned on the podcast a couple of times lately. He won the, the Royal Bond on Marine National um, last weekend. And he claims five. He wasn't allowed to claim five that day. So he's, he's robbing five pounds, really. And he's coming over for one ride. So he's certainly worth a look. But I am, as Danny is, going to take it to the max. And Vanessa, we have thousands upon thousands of listeners to this podcast. Hugely popular podcast. There's surely going to be dozens of our listeners and indeed viewers that are at Cheltenham this weekend. Can we get a few fellas to shout at David Maxwell in over the rail? Come on, <laughs> take it to the max. Come on. You know, one of the listeners to dress up as a finishing post. So we got two at Cheltenham. <laughs> he had a chance of winning again. Better than, um, better than Jim Lewis plan. singing best mate over and over again. Let's get take it to the max resounding out through the... Um, take it to the max. Right. 
And, and I would and I ne- would never encourage such a thing, but because it's racing TV, I think we can do it. If you go over to the racing TV broadcast position and shout in over the rail, take it to the max. <laughs> if we can hear you, if we can hear yeah. you through the mics, that'll be a, we'll give you a prize. <laughs> We'd like that. Will we give them a prize? Um, on to the international hurdle, guys. Probably get in trouble for that. <laughs> we will get in trouble for that for sure. You um, have to take a niece and won't like you if you do that. On to the international hurdle, guys. (laughs) The international hurdle that has won the offers on the exchange, money back on all losers as a free bet on the international hurdle at Cheltenham, the 225. So that's money back on all losers as an exchange offer for you from Betfair. And currently, Epitont is your six to four favorite. I like to move it next best, seven to four. Napa's Hill, seven to two. And First Street, five to one. Um, TC, we'll come to you. We'll keep it in that order. I personally think First Street is too big a price. Well, How do you feel about that? Well, wait until you listen to this. The, oh. um, the sportsbook odds compilers must have had a Christmas party last night all woke up drunk still. The first price they went up against First Street was this morning. We're doing this on Thursday afternoon. They went nine to one First Street. And considering he was ranging from five to six, sixes earlier in the week, um, I just couldn't understand it. And, you know, the nines went to sevens, went to sixes, went to fives. So, and I can fully see where their money's coming from. Um, obviously, Epitont getting the sets allowance, or she does carry a penalty, a group one penalty, is obviously the form horse as you were, but she doesn't have that much in hand. And, uh, yeah, her first street was got the course form. Obviously, we all know how good that second to state man was uh, in the county hurdle. I think the I think the top handicap form is on a par with this the, the you know this kind of grade two level. Um, obviously, for a third in the Betfair hurdle, giving twenty five pounds to a, a fancied horse of Nichols last time in the Jerry Fielden, I thought was a brilliant effort. Um, I actually thought he'd do it a little bit better there, but he, I went back and had a look at the race, and I think he I think he was well on top at the finish. Um, they had the option of waiting to for uh, top weight and ascot handicap uh, a week on Saturday, but um, I think he, they might have been persuaded to go here. And I think it's quite telling that they're willing to take an epiton. Um, uh, yeah, I thought first, even at five to one, uh, you'll get a little bit bigger on the exchange win only. I thought first street is the coming horse in here. Yeah, and I, I'd be I'd be quite happy to take on the front two of the market at their current prices. Yeah, first street for me. Great. And me. That's I thought when I saw, I mean, I had no idea he opened up at nines, but when I saw his five to one, I thought, am I like, am I missing something here? But I, I think he's, as Tony said, Dan, the sort of the progressive one in here, the one that's still got room for improvement, still got room to step forward. I, I think you are missing something. Missing the fact he's got to give five pounds to a horse who won an entry hurdle by 14 lengths and would have been a length behind Honeysuckle had she not near Aidan Coleman not nearly fallen off at the last when she stumbled. I just think that I just think Epiton is potentially different class to these. I mean maybe the gap isn't massive, but um, can you imagine Epiton running in a in some of those races that they were running in the likes of First Street and I like to move it last season off marks in the 130s, which they would effectively would be. She I mean she wouldn't come off the bridle, would she? I thought she had a brilliant spring. I thought she was back in her best form for ages. I think I like the tactical angle of Napa's Hill wanting to make it a test, and I like to move it the same. Yeah. I like to move it will benefit from the emission of flights again because he's not a very fluent jumper. Uh, I wouldn't really want to be with him if if they jump the full complement. I can just see those two trying to turn it into a test, and she'll just stalk them. And I think on good ground, she'll just be far too fast for them all. Okay, which way are you going, Kev? Yeah, Ebertant. Um, be disappointed oh. if she doesn't win. Um, thought it was pretty straightforward now myself um, raced her pan out nicely shaped as if she retained much of her ability last time um, has a penalty to carry here but has earned it and um, yeah I thought she'd have too much for these okay so, just one words. last thing uh, obviously we've got five runners at the moment and we're betting one two Zofanian the outside to one outsider is in oh, yeah. on Friday so don't be backing each way in this race Pesky Dennis Hogan. (laughs) Pesky Dennis Hogan. Um, On on to the Albert Bartlett Novices Hurdle, the grade two over the three miles 
we've all been caught for Sandwich and Davis team, six to four at the top of the market, joined along with Outlaw Pete at the same price. Can't split them currently, six to four. Thomas Moore, next best at fours. TC, over to you, please. Yeah. Um, if we're going to, if the, you're going to hear uh, that um, any harm in asking is the only horse to beat Constitution Hill uh, this weekend, we'll also be, we'll be being, uh, hearing about how big uh, we've all been caught is because apparently he's a, monst- he's a monster, isn't he, Dan? He is, yeah. 18- I mean, I only got a bit of up glancing because, obviously, as usual, you were down at the paddock taking all your notes and you were stood in front of me, so I was struggling just to get a proper view. <laughs> me, Ken, and Adele were there, locking horns. Genuinely, it, the most striking physical specimen I've seen in Yonks. Wow. Well, it, it and so is we've all been cut. So is we've all been cut. <laughs> we've got bad news for you, Dan. Just because you were standing next to it doesn't make it 18 hands. He's a 14, 14 hand tiger old type wow. pony. He um, was at least he was at least four and a half Dan's height. Two, two and a half, maybe. <laughs> um no, I thought um Obviously, that one's got a very good chance. Uh, him and Outlaw Peter are the, the the time bandit kind of horses in this. But when the betting opened up and the sports were, were ducking this one at six to one, uh, and I think right to do, um, I bet Grand Soir on Thursday morning at 10 to one. Now, um, I just love the way he did it last time at court. The form has taken a couple of hits, um, three hits, actually. Um, even though the second ran okay when Ferdinand and listed hurdle next time, but I love the way Grand Soir did it last time. He he had the chance to chuck it away because he lost a lot of momentum at the last that day, but he kicked on again. He's a proven so over three miles. Um, he loves a good ground. And also, you, you know, you've got to massively respect the trainer when he comes over because, you know, he, I think he, I think, did he, at the last Cheltenham meeting, didn't he walk away with three winners uh, from the two days? So, yeah, John McConnell's very good. Um, yeah, Grand Soir to me. Um, if you can get eight to one or up, uh, upwards on the exchange, then I would go win only on that. It's a very trappy race. Not the kind of race I normally bet in, but I thought the tens was too big and I thought any eight to one plus is too big as well if you can get that on in the exchange land. Okay, exchange land, Grand Soir for TC. What about you, Dan? Yeah, I can't. I can't be swayed off this physical beast at the bottom. Um, I mean, he ran over to, he ran around. Remember the bumpery? He won it despite going to his left and his rider not being able to pick up the stick. And he beat collector's item of John Joe's, who came out straight away and won a novice hurdle this season. Um, won a point prior to that. He's got. I don't know. I think he's got an awful lot of ability. And the thing I like, get a unit like him and you're worried that they're going to be big and clumsy, but he, he wasn't. His jumping was absolutely fine. Behind Hermes Allen, who's a completely different horse, just speed compared to stamina. And they are sensibly whacking straight up to three miles. The way he finished after, I was really impressed really with how he stuck to it. He could easily got dispirited and dropped away and he didn't. Kept coming back for more and hopefully he won't be caught. We've all been caught. It's a great name, isn't it? I really like the name. Just punct- punctuation there, there is no confirmed pace in the race. And I just want to know up in trip will, will surely suit this horse. I want to know. Uh, I, I think they might actually go on with it, which might make the uh, name even more pertinent. I thought um, Outlaw Peter might go on just because yeah. they're very smart at that, aren't they? Nichols and Cobden, if there's a chance, they'll... I'm yeah, he was, he, was, he was my pick and I thought he might be the one to make the run. Um, he made it when he won his maiden hurdle. And I just, just in like profile terms, like I prefer the likes of an outlaw Peter, who's, you know, a second season novice, essentially um, loads of experience. Stamina should be fine. Unproven as of yet, but should be fine. I think um, I prefer that type of profile over uh, we've all been caught who, you know, clearly loads and loads of promise, but light on experience in, in what could end up being a, a little bit sloggy at the trip. Uh, we love a slog, as you know, it's not quite Haydock, but it's, it still can be a bit rough. Um, so I was favouring Outlaw Peter at the prices. Okay, Outlaw Peter for the Nichols team for Kevin. Last race to review from Cheltenham is the 335. This is the Mayor's Handicap Hurdle. Theatre Glory for Nicky Henderson, 5-2. to two. Nina the Terrier, next best, 7-2. to two. Lady Adair in there for Harry Fry at 9-2. Martello Sky for Lucy Wadham, 9-2 as well. Um, not the deepest of races, but plenty competitive enough, TC. I can't go in again with Nina the Terrier. I just, um, nobody I think you should. Terrier. Oh, 
I think you should the the Oxcom the sportsbook boys are, are dodging this one as well. Um she's only seven to two with them and she's five and eleven to two elsewhere. I think they've got this one right. I think they've got first street wrong, but I think they've got this one right. Um fifth in the Great Woods, um, down a pound, back up in trip. Like I said, I don't think there's much in this race. I mean, Lena Terra's been running over two miles, as you said, with fell three out in the uh, Weatherby. So I don't know how she would got on there, but she ran okay in the Great Wood. I think the step back up in trip was suit. I think the four figures over two mile three or, or plus for this horse are two one three two. So and I think Alan Keeney's weekend has said, you know, they've been looking to step her up in trip. This is an ideal opportunity outside of Fear to Glory, who probably had a little bit of a soft unseat in the Jerry Field and won by. First Street, I think this is a very winnable race. Um, if you can get five to one on the exchange, uh, which I suggest you probably will, looking at the cross section of the prices, um, I think Nina Terrier is Nina the Terrier is the way to go in this race. But I, I am scared of fear of glo- uh, fear, so, fear of glory. Yeah, I'm of glory, of that. yeah. That's the only one I'm scared of in that race. Nina the Terrier has become my cliff horse for this season so far. It's still early days. Other cliff horses may appear, but Nina the Terrier, Dan, <laughs> is currently mine. Please, anything to put me off her. No, she had, I do think she's got a chance. Yeah, it's a much lesser race back against Mares. Good old Martello did a favour in this last year, didn't she, when she ground her way back to the front in typically gritty fashion. Conditions feel like they'll be a fair bit different, I'd have thought, this time around. Um, no, absolutely no strong view, but I have been very taken with the progress Theatre Glory had made. And the fact that she went off 4-1 to one to to beat First Street, I think it's quite potentially quite telling, given that First Street now finds himself in an international hurdle. Just has a turn of foot, travels well, was very good um, in sort of lower key races last season, but then came down to Cheltenham on final outing and did it there as well. So uh, a lot to like about her. I don't think 137's her limit. Okay, what about you, Kev? Anything else to add? Um, I was taking a chance on Indefatigable. Um, (laughs) Almost what Almost won the race last year. Um, almost saw off all the, the younger challengers. Um, as Dan mentioned, Martello Sky just nipped her close home. Um, races off the same mark here. And look, while the fact that she was disappointing last time happened and is slightly concerning, you could find some comfort in the fact that she ran even worse on, on her prep for this race last year. She was completely tailed off in Newbury and then bounced back in this race and, and ran a belter. Um, so look, while she's up against younger uh, more unexposed opposition um she'll be an interesting one look one thing you have to say as well is she's declared tomorrow so there's a chance that she that it might not pan out but we'll wait and see what happens i'd be keen for her to run in this race if she were mine okay on to doncaster we go we've got the summit juvenile listed race up there for as the name would suggest the juveniles um Nuzra is currently at the top of the market 11 to 8 script writer for the Milton Harris team 2 to 1 Trojan horse nines um much bigger prices really thereafter Dan will let you go first here um script writer for me in this for Milton Harris do we have a health update on Milton Harris yeah he's home I think isn't he is he? Or certainly, he certainly was out of hospital and was certainly intending on coming home. He was in hospital for three weeks, um, had a fairly rotten experience on a flight over to Thailand um, and was it was in hospital. It was a heart condition, was it? Something like that. Mm. Some sort of um, embolism. or Anyway, he's uh, due home anyway, is the, the head. One of the great survivors, Milton Harris, quite literally. Good on him. Um, Can someone say it? I don't... Um... No. I'm not going to tell. I just, I just with this race, Bel- I, I've Belinda just found it, Carlisle. Belinda, yeah, I should get mentioned. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have a strong view just because of the. I mean, there's a double declared thing, but one of them, if yeah. fancy, could still run at Cheltenham. I thought this was a bit of a hornet's nest. Now, this the double declared. Six of the nine are also in at Cheltenham, but scriptwriter Nuzrut and uh, they're the top two in the market. They are they're both first preference are are for Doncaster according to BHI site BHI site anyway. So, um, yeah, it's a very messy race for that. I mean, if you're backing each way, obviously, could really cut up. Um, yeah, not, not a race I had a strong opinion on without knowing uh, exactly who's going to turn up and what the shape of the race is and how many we're going to get. No, yeah, and we, and we've, so we've seen before that preferences don't always <laughs> don't always no. fly. Uh, they can defy them and take a fine, you know, as we saw a few weeks ago. So, was that, yeah, um, ben, what did Ben Pauling got done 1200 quid for? What was it? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, 
the, yeah, the staying the staying chaser. Um, oh, I forgot, I forgot its name. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, tricky situation, obviously for for Nuzret, Um, given that he's traveling over from Ireland. Um, but yeah, you do your best and hope you make the right call. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him now because he he was a horse that always worked particularly well on the flat. Like look, was working like a stakes horse all his life basically, and it just took it just didn't really happen for a long time. And he was a tricky ride on the flat. You know, Mikey Sheehy gave him a beaut the day he won. Like, he doesn't want to be in front too early. He travels very, very well. But I, I dare say he looked a different horse over hurdles at Punchestown last time. Um, looked at, with, with, with bearing in mind how he was on the flat, you know, Daryl Jacob rode him with loads of confidence. Um, and he was strong enough, which was, kind of, you know, in terms of being free, which was his thing on the flat as well. But, geez, his finishing effort was very good. He bolted away, quickened up, strong up the run in. Um, if you didn't know him, you, you wouldn't have had any question marks about him whatsoever. So he might just be one of those that hurdles have just flicked a switch in his brain. Um, and if that's the case, he's quite exciting because, like I say, that like his work has always been really good. So, yeah, hopefully he gets a chance to run this weekend wherever it is. And, um, and wherever it is, hopefully he'll go and win. I think he's quite a nice horse. Slip wide was the horse. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Rocked okay. up a day later at Fontwell, didn't it? There, Slip right? weighed my mind up, actually. Oh, Dan, so good. Um, so Trappy <laughs> Juvenile, the Summit Juvenile, due to all the reasons the boys have mentioned, but on to the 240 at Doncaster next, the handicap chase. Currently heroic demold, is it? At nine to four for Brian Hughes at the top of the market. Next best man insane at five to two. Getaway love nine to two, full of light. 13 to 2. Uh, very, very competitive. Do you have a strong view, TC, here? No, I was going to rattle on and say no bet. So I'll I'll cut out the middle man and just say no bet. God, Doncaster is not inspiring you, lads, is it? Wait till he gets the last. <laughs> I know, I've, I've got an angle into the last, actually. Okay. Well, least what did Melton Harris really get up to in Thailand? Oh Jesus! <laughs> I don't even think he made it to Thailand. He was sick off the plane. Lost as well. Given that lover's uh, record, yeah. I do. Um, I do feel that. Not the more look at nine to four. I don't think it's that bad a price about heroic Demol when you've got mostly, I don't know, horses that aren't really going anywhere. Exposed ones like Wicked West, Croke Patrick, Fetch and Petra. Lots to prove after. a disappointing reappearance full of light run no race i think the way you when you work your way through the field you realize this is a very thin race and heroic demol ran into hidden commander who is a very prolific horse and has gone in again two starts later so i mean he's he's a pretty hard path to knock for me okay and kev what about you yeah, it was the same. Um, look, unexposed in this country, very, very good start. Thought it was we would hopefully be straightforward for him. Um yeah, it was yeah, that was my thoughts really. Okay. Um, week. Come on then, TC. Over to the last race we're previewing. This is the novices handicap hurdle. And oh, yes. Milton Harris has Gabriel yes. Allier in here at eleven to four. So take it away, please. I think old Milton must have been bored in his tile and bed and thought, we're gonna line one up. I think this Gavroche Dallier, he'll be disappointed by the price because he's basically favourite in the race at 11 to 4 with the sport book. And I think Freeze is the biggest price you'll get anywhere. And, but if you look at this Gavroche Dallier, he's got the classic kind of like, I'm going to say Irish angle, but not really. <laughs> basically, you, get a, you run a horse, show it ability in a point to point, and then you run it down the field in three novice and maiden hurdles at 66s, hundreds, and hundreds. Then get it into a handicap for a silly little mark of a 94. <laughs> put the cheap pieces on and then smash the granny out of it. It's kind of like smash this Gavroche Danny. That just sounds horrendous. <laughs> poor, poor, poor granny. <laughs> I've never in my I, that is not a saying, Tony. You've just <laughs> you've literally just put words together in a sentence and made that a saying. He's been looking in his diary ahead of No, I'm confused. not. I mean, I, I, <laughs> It, it's it's a basically it's a variation on a well well known well known phrase, but I can't say the well known phrase because that is even worse. So I've just kind of I've just done a bit of a rhyme to it. Anyway, everyone will know. What I'm of. Um, anyway, so Gavroche Dallier finished second in a point to point to a horse in a seventy-one Irish point, 
the horse has come out, the winner's come out and won a punches down maiden hurdle and uh, finished second, uh, third to the Devil's Coachman in a really good um, a recent uh, race at Gowan, I think, or Galway. So the winner's the winner's quite good. The, the thirds the third has actually come out at one points as well, and this horse finished a six length second. Now show nothing in much better races uh, at massive prices in these, but off a mark of ninety four on that point form, with the cheap pieces applied, and Milton's got five from five from twenty three record with cheap pieces, then you know this could easily be a plot job. Go and have a look at that Kempton run last time. Wasn't persevered with. We're in a hundred to one shot behind a, a four to eleven poke that won. And yeah, Gavros Dallier, I can see why everyone's kind of like ducking at eleven four, and it's seemingly shown very little, and it has over hurdles. But okay, the off a mark of ninety four. What's not to like? Okay. So to coin, a, to, to coin another phrase, TC, you think Milton's trying to pull a McNally? <laughs> well, that's what I was oh, trying to say. It's but, too, you know. too soon, Kevin. It's too soon. <laughs> Um, I'm getting the hand signals from that. I was going to say pulling a mark to Mark Prescott, three horse, three runs down the field at 100 to one, and then boom. Well, on that note, it is entered again at Suttle on Sunday in Catering. Oh, Tuesday, so oh here like we go. You might go bang, here bang. Uh, Dan. Not the first time, Al Wilton's gone bang, bang. Oh, God. <laughs> anything, anything for you, Dan? Oh, Belinda. Um, <laughs> we no, love him. No, I'm, I'm, com- <laughs> I'm completely. Um, uh, appreciative of that case I think I mean if, if he's I mean he could just improve and win win by some way couldn't he the only other horse could consider is Ewood Park because he probably needed that reappearance and I'd have never thought he'd be running off 105 but absolutely no strong view with, with such okay. an unknown quantity at the bottom okay and one line from you Kev because it's gone on too long no thanks it's a no <laughs> thanks no thanks okay naps time I'm going to go big I'm going first street in the international oh Oh, yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. So there we have it. I've said it now. I might regret it, but I've said it now. TC, what about you? I'm going to know my fate early. I'm going to go with Dame de Soir in the 150 at Cheltenham on Friday. Wow, you okay? Yeah. Setting yourself up for a good or a bad weekend. That's the biggest bet I've had this weekend by a country mile. So I've got to do as I say. Okay, what about say you? As I do. Me, I'm um, sorry, I'm going, I'm going to head to head, so I'll probably go off on the wrong end of it. I'm with Epiton, uh, shortish price, but I think she should be odds on. I knew one of you would. Um, go on, Kev, your nap, please. Nasalam on Friday. Oh. Wow, Nasalam. Okay, stop them oars. Right, as <laughs> always, lads, thank you very much. Listeners, do not forget the offers that are available for you from Betfair on the Sportsbook, £2 free bet on racing multiples on Friday, Saturday, bet 10, get 10 on racing multiples, and on the exchange, money back on all losers as a free bet on the international hurdle. So they're being very generous this weekend. Um, Enjoy the weekend. Good luck to you all. Do not forget to gamble responsibly, please. Have a good weekend and join us again on Monday for the latest episode of Wade In. Thank you very much for listening.